Hello, everyone, and welcome to What Lurks on Channel X. Uh, I am Manny. And I am Mario. You sure? I couldn't think of anything brooding or dark off the bat, so yes, I'm just Mario for today. Maybe later that'll change. Yeah, so we should probably explain what this is. Yeah. So, what we're essentially going to be covering on What Lurks on Channel X is a little bit more of the reality of the dark and horror that we've kind of generally covered yeah on the podcast before the uh, the mission statement so to speak is that many topics that we enjoy talking about are very polarizing in nature wanting to just tell these intriguing mm-hmm tales and facts and kind of mesh them into things you may or may not know and hopefully we can give you some good information and entertain you while doing it we want to discuss those topics that ride that fine line between fact and fiction the gray is where we want to stay yeah i'm a poet and you didn't even know it for for our loyal listeners all like five of you uh You've seen this coming for a while. Slowly, the last two months or so. Yeah, we've been talking, kind of circling around the same things nonstop. And I really, for me, the H.P. Lovecraft podcast and the true stories and the haunted items and the true stories behind them, those were the two that really made me talk to Manny and say, even if it's every once in a while, we really need to do something different yeah. and in this direction. Because we, this is one of the driving forces that got us to become friends. Let a, like mm-hmm. We were colleagues and we became friends primarily because we have very similar interests. Like We are totally, completely polar opposites as people. Like, But interest-wise, this is the glue that we have, is this type of thing. And we like talking about it so hopefully you like listening and maybe we can enlighten you on the strange and unusual that occurs in your everyday life and you don't even realize it so to start things off seeing as channel x is what we called what i called last week and i think we like it the evil twin of our mario likes movies podcast we're going to cover alternate realities today Yes. As today seems to be an alternate reality version of what we normally do. Personally, I feel like Wario instead of Mario okay. the last couple of days. All right. The thing about alternate reality, it's not... There is a very fine line about what we're going to be discussing today with the things we discuss. There's a big difference between alternate reality and time travel. Yes. And alternate reality is a big gray area. Because somebody says, oh, it's an illusion on one side and it's fake. And then on the other side, the other side, they say it's a paradox and it's time travel. Mm. But there are ways we can say that it's just in the middle. And that's what makes no sense about a lot of it, which is good. And something that we've we've been looking into recently uh, is time slips. And hookers. But mostly time slips. Mostly time slips. Um, and time slips are very interesting stories. We're not going to get into them today. I want to do a separate show. 
on time slips. What we're discussing is alternate realities and true stories that come with them. I'll start off with something easy that people might recognize. Okay. Uh, my my goal on this show is to kind of still keep it media related. Yeah. And um, I have a few things that fit into this category that stay true to it without the time travel. And um, before I get into my story, I'm going to go into one piece of media that people may know. And that is V for Vendetta, okay. which had was originally a graphic novel written by Alan Moore, mm-hmm. and a movie was made by uh, from it, adapted. And the story of V for Vendetta is that the socialists win World War II, mm-hmm. or there's, there's been, they, they occupy yeah. Britain. There's been quite a few stories based on that. Philip Dick did The Man in the High Castle. Which is now a show. Which is now a show on Amazon, which I haven't been... I started it, and uh, it was a little late in the the evening to really pay attention to it because it's such an alternate... So you fell asleep within the first five minutes. No, I didn't fall asleep. No, Um, I just kind of like... I realized I was too tired to really give it a chance. Pay attention, yeah. And I said, I'll try this on another day. Yeah, so... Uh, as far as a comic book or a drawn media is concerned, I would suggest reading and looking at V for Vendetta. Or you could alternately uh, watch the movie. I see what you did there. Yeah. As far as uh, novels or stories go, Philip K. Dick writes a lot of strange, strange... He He's the sci-fi equivalent pure sci-fi equivalent of H.P. Lovecraft in my mind. Uh, Lovecraft was sci-fi, horror. Dick is primarily sci-fi only. He has a lot of uh, uh, religious for good and bad, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. There's some stories that are very pro-religion, very anti-religion and others. But uh, he had The Man in the High Castle, as Manny mentioned. Uh, Blade Runner kind of touches on this, too. The story, not mm-hmm. the movie. The movie is completely... Yeah. Not completely different, but very different. Uh, Adjustment Bureau is... it. That's kind of uh, more religious. But uh, Man in the High Castle definitely has an alternate reality. Watchmen, movie yeah. and comic, uh, graphic novel as well. Same thing, alternate movie, reality. And what I loved about Watchmen was how close it was to the novel. Like, it was almost... I loved the movie. I absolutely loved the movie. I don't understand... Like, people hated the film because they hate Zack Snyder. Alan Moore hated the film because Alan Moore hates everything. He does. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was completely faithful it and looked, stylish and well acted it looked just and like well the comic. put together. It looked like the comic was brought to life. It, yeah. was, it was amazing. Yeah, I, in my opinion, one of the best adaptations of Alan any Moore, kind of source, source Alan material. Alan Moore has a right to hate it because well, he, he wrote, wrote it. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, him and Stephen King both just make careers off of hating anybody's adaptations of their shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, alternate reality-wise, those are two very big things. Uh, video game-wise, there's one big, big mm-hmm. franchise, Silent Hill. Yeah. And that also spawned two films and a couple of novels, uh, like, you know, young adult uh, slash fanboy novels. Yeah. And the funny thing is about, real quick aside about that stuff, usually those novels, maybe not the Silent Hill ones, but a lot of the fan, like the the adaptation novels Mm -hmm. of stuff are pretty, genuinely pretty well written. 
And uh, so, I mean, if there are any Silent Hill ones, I would definitely check them out if you like those stories. Even the movies. A lot of people hate on the movies. I actually didn't mind. I liked the, the first movie. I didn't see the second one yet. Eh, but, yeah, it's the same stuff. They they follow the storyline of the of the games kind of yeah. part. Uh, Revelations follows Silent Hill three a lot. Okay, yeah. I thought the first movie was pretty faithful to the to the original games. And the thing I, is, they I did their own was. thing. Yeah, and they still kept it yeah. true to that. You know, where the hell are we? Yeah. Why is this not Earth? And that's the alternate reality we're kind of discussing. Yeah, is that shift of that Silent Hill shift yeah. where you where you're in your and Silent in, Hill goes through multiple alternate realities, too. Yeah, different where, dimensions. Exactly. You start off on just a trip somewhere. You wake up. You have a, you know, They always have a car crash of some type, and then they wake up, and they're in this weird town that's kind of covered. It's all foggy and smoky, and there's Different. Just, and yeah, everything's, everything's kind backwards. of abandoned, but there's still people living there. Yeah. And then... You get like the stroke of midnight, and the world changes to this evil version of in the in front of you. Reality. Yeah, of doesn't matter if you're reality. awake or 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 asleep; it's yeah. going to change. Um, the show Wayward Pines. I heard good things. I heard uh, M Night got his groove back. It's very with good this, show. Uh, well, it's based on a novel. Okay, it's based on a novel which I haven't read yet, and I I, I really want to now. The show is really good. Uh, it's definitely an alternate reality thing. Uh, it's Matt Dillon. He's uh, he's investigating the disappearance of his former partner and her new partner. Okay. Uh, he was having an affair with her a while ago, and as an and the two agents go missing. So he's he's uh, not FBI. He's um, Secret Service agent. Okay. So he's investigating the disappearance of these two agents, and. On his way to this specific place in like Ohio or something, yeah, he gets into a car crash and he wakes up in this town, Wayward Pines. Uh, he wakes up in the hospital and the people, the hospital people are very strange. He gets there, they literally give him a house, like this is where you'll <laughs> be living now. Uh, every time he tries to call the outside world, he get, he tries to call back. He gets the same person who answers the phone. Yes, don't worry. We'll get the message to them. His wife and son have no idea where he is or he's been missing for a few days. So they decide to go look for him as well. They also get into a car crash, wake up in Wayward Pines and realize, okay, well, here we are now. Uh, I don't want to get into exactly what it is. Uh, episode 5 is where they tell you what Wayward Pines is because it's a it's a mini series. It's only going to be ten episodes. I have a feeling I no, you know don't. what it is. No, you don't. <laughs> well, if it's M Night, I just assume it's religious. No, it's not. It's okay. not. But that's the thing. It's not M Night. It's well, not he's producing. Right? He's producing, but he didn't write it. Oh, okay. No, it's based on the novel. It's not his. At oh, okay. All. I mean, it has that night type of twist, but it's not religious. Okay, good. No, because. I mean, that was the one thing about Devil. Mm-hmm. I loved Devil. I liked it, but it was just like cramming it was Christian pro, shit. Pro God at the yeah. end. Just and even cramming though, the even Christian was, God down your It was throat. a nice message like to be a good person, per se. They just yeah. used the religion a little too much, in my opinion. And I know that wasn't the Dowdle Brothers either. That was definitely that was night. That was totally him. Yeah. Pitch, yeah. It was a cool movie, But besides though. that, I'm glad that at least he got his hands on something good. Yeah. I think he's a better writer than director. 
I think that I think the opposite. I think he needs to direct things that he does not touch. No, well, well, you <laughs> see, the reason why I say that's I can agree with that, I guess, but I think that his stories and everything are really good. He just they needs to just, hand them off to someone they else. Need, yeah. That's why I say he's a better writer than director because the director will shape and mold it. I think he's too close to his own source material. I think and the first, even 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 Signs was okay, but once the, the village end. hit, it like Signs was cool until the until the last like twenty minutes. Yeah, but you knew it was going to happen. Yeah, but it was like it was like man, I can't wait for this car crash to happen, and then you realize, oh man, when the car crash happens, it's just going to be a fender bender. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of... There was that, the swing away thing, and the aliens coming to a planet that's 75% water, and water kills them, (laughs) is kind of stupid. Yeah. It's like, what were you going to do? Just all the the entire alien race was going to live in... Fuck, was going to live in... What what were you going to do when it rains? What were the aliens going to do when it rained? Like it does. (laughs) Actually, it did rain in the movie. You know, what what were they going to do? Just hide in their ships? Yeah. You know, why didn't they invade the desert? I don't know. Um, anyway, Wayward Pines. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to get too into it because it was... But that's... That's a TV show. It's a TV show. Ultimate reality. Yes. There you and go. It's, act- it's a really, really good show. Uh, Juliette Lewis and Matt Dillon and Carla Gugino <clears throat> and uh, a couple other people you'll recognize. Uh, what's his name from um, Empire? Terrence Howard. Yes. Excellent. And the only actor that really has a doppelganger is Thomas Jane slash Aaron Eckhart. <laughs> so they're the alternate reality of being able to be in one place at one time. Well, they're not the only because you still have. Um, oh, there's there's a female version now, too. There's uh, there's Jessica Chastain and uh, Bryce Dallas Howard also. OK, well, there's there's even more <clears throat> than that. You have um, Jeremy uh, Irons and John Malkovich were for a little and, while. They were very similar looking. And for a while, I couldn't even tell them apart in movies. Um, what's her name? Uh, from Wedding Crashers? Isla Fisher and Amy Adams. And Amy Adams. And what's her name from The Office? Oh, Jenna, El- Jenna, Jenna Elfman. Jenna Malone. Yeah, something like that. Not Jenna, Jenna Malone. Gunn. Not Jenna Malone. Fuck, I forgot her name. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Jenna Gunn. Yeah. There we go. Former, <laughs> former. Gym. But yeah, Isla Fisher and Amy Adams, like the two of them look so ridiculously. Jessica Chastain and Bryce Dallas Howard are the two big ones yeah. now. Yeah. Or it's so. Dallas Bryce and, Howard. Uh, I forgot her name. It's it's Ron Howard's daughter. And what's her name? Um, the one with the stupid haircut. From Zooey Jurassic Deschanel World. and Katy Perry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those big fish eyes that they yeah. share. <laughs> They look more like sisters than Emily Deschanel and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Alternate realities. Doppelgangers. That's another uh, nice little topic. We'll cover that one day, too. But, yes, so we covered comic books, video games. Another, I could say, um, for the nerds out there, uh, World of Warcraft, the recent expansion, Warlords of Draenor, could be. It is an alternate reality, but that falls under the time travel mm-hmm. uh, that falls under the time travel uh, loophole so yeah. it's kind of eh. but yeah Silent Hills predominantly the go to especially the room people don't give that game credit 
but that one was really messed up. It was a really cool game, strange. but there was too much first person in it, and I I can't orient myself enough to play first person games. The cool first person stuff in that game was with the rabbit. When you first see the rabbit, I don't think I got hole. that far. It's at like the beginning of the game. Then I don't remember it. Oh. I never finished the game. Oh, because the first person stuff was just like I. It's I, really only the beginning of the game. I too, just the kept first dying. person stuff. No, it's not. I'm like halfway through the game. Every time we go back to the room, is first person. Oh, okay. And you con well, you consistently go back to the room. Yeah, yeah. You well, go back to it a lot. I'm that, about halfway through it, and I just like I can't do it. I kept dying. That game is good. And it is a good very. Game. That's a very strange game. It was a good game. I liked the it. The thing I liked about uh, Silent Hill Two, which is considered the best one by mm-hmm. many fans. The way it starts, it's just he's already awake and just looking at himself in the mirror and doesn't know how he got there and doesn't know what the hell yeah. he's doing. He All he knows is that he's got to get his wife. And that's what I love about that is can you just imagine just being, not even waking up, just being, and then you just don't remember anything and you're like, you're in that moment yeah, right then and there. That's, again, more of a time slip thing, but that's also a very strange alternate reality mm-hmm. situation. And specifically, Silent Hill 2 had a lot of... Uh, Weird shit, too. Vice versa kind of things. It did. It had a lot of mirror image stuff. Yeah. And that was pretty awesome. I really loved that game mm-hmm. a lot. So, you know, if you are very into wanting to try something like that firsthand without just reading a story or watching a film definitely play at least silent hill 2 there are for xbox 360 and ps3 there's a silent hill collection which it's yeah two and three uh definitely check that out it's pretty cheap now it's probably less than 20 bucks uh great great games where you just you're in reality and then you're in silent hill which is not reality or maybe it is reality who knows it's alternate reality it is Uh, this story is some of you may have read this I think I first read it in a scary stories book one of the three yeah I think possible yeah but I thought adaptation of it yeah I thought it was a great alternate story Mm -hmm. I'm gonna tell the tale of the vanishing hotel room it is an urban legend, mm-hmm. so to speak. Uh, started around 1910 or so. Wow. But Alexander Wolcott wrote While Rome Burns in 1934, and Wolcott claimed the story had appeared in a Detroit newspaper in 1889, but no such article has yet to be located. Okay. So this does hold some merit as a true story. So, okay. So there is a, so, so it's told as a true story, but there's, 
no evidence to no, prove no that it was actual origin. Yeah, but there's just but the the way this seems credible to us at least, or at least to myself, is this horror trope that I'm about to describe didn't really start until about 1910, and then it popped up everywhere without some of these writers being able to see the other stories. Okay. Like it's because it was in different parts of the world, so yeah. it wasn't like, oh man, I got uh, strange tales from New York and in Los Angeles or Omaha, so I'm gonna copy it. Yeah. These people had no idea, so they might have heard from word of mouth of this story, and it mm-hmm. all was in such a short period of time that one of two things happened: one, it did happen somewhere, some or something similar, mm-hmm. or two, someone thought of it and it just spread like wildfire, yeah. which. Still, still, like, this sounds plausible. Okay. It does, in my opinion. So the story goes as such. A young woman and her mother are traveling back from India, British women, uh, of wealth to be able to travel. They stop in Paris during the French capital's great exposition of 1889... They stop at a five-star hotel. They get two single rooms, and the mother takes room 342, and the daughter takes the adjacent room. As they're unpacking their luggage, uh, the mother's room is decorated with plum curtains and uh, violet wallpaper, you know, darker purple on purple. The mother falls very ill, passes out, drops on the ground, so the they get the uh, they get the doctor from the hotel and the hotel manager and the doctor says to the daughter I can cure the ailment but the prescription the drugs I are, that are necessary are in my office and that's all the way across Paris yeah so back then there was only horse drawn carriage so it took the daughter four hours to go there and come back mm-hmm. When she arrives, her mother's gone. She asks the clerk at the desk, where's my mother? I brought the drugs. And the clerk says, we have no record of a woman being in 342. And he shows her the log where her mother's signature was. There's a stranger's name. The hotel manager who she had spoken to comes downstairs. Miss, can I help you? Yes, I talked to you before. I'm here with the medicine for my mother. I've never seen you before in my life, miss, and we have no woman upstairs. Hotel doctor comes down. I got this medicine from your wife. I'm not married. I've never seen you before in my life, miss. They go upstairs. The room no longer has plum curtains or violet wallpaper. The hotel room looks completely different than it did before. The hotel room is different. The luggage is of a different person and there is a man staying in the room. The woman crying goes to her room. All of her things are gone and the room looks different. She goes to the British embassy in Paris, tells them the tale. The uh, officials go to the hotel asking what's going on. They never saw the woman. And according to legend... She gets shipped back to Britain and spends the rest of her days in a mental asylum where she perishes at an old age. Huh. 
telling the tale of how they stole her mother. So they just, wow, they just passed this woman off as crazy. Yes. So you think that the possibility is that she's from an alternate timeline. She might possibly be from another parallel dimension and the, somehow the travel into ours. The travel from the horse-drawn carriage and everything. There's not much to tell about that, and that's that's where we speculate here. Is That's the gray area. What are the possibilities of that happening? You, She can time slip. She could have been suffering from the same ailment as her mother and hallucinated everything mm-hmm. and died in an insane asylum hallucinating the whole thing. There's yeah, that they, explanation. That's a, um, Yellow fever was very common. Something I forget what they call that. Especially in India and augmented reality. It's a uh, uh, um, it's a mental disorder where people believe in an alternate reality that doesn't actually exist, but in their mind it's real and it really happened. And that's a lot of twelve monkeys. A lot of the patients in that. Yeah. Jeffrey Goines and a lot of the other people in the hospital in that it's not suffer from the, no it's not schizophrenia a lot of them suffer from that mental disorder and that's what they thought that Bruce Willis's character had in that that he believed he was from an alternate timeline and to him it's real I think even there's a line in the movie where one of the characters says it until he accepts the fact that this place does not exist it's going to continue to be reality for him <laughs> yeah I remember that line it wasn't Brad Pitt. No, it wasn't. It was another said. patient who said that he believed he was from another planet and he was sent here for whatever reason. I know that this is not reality, but my brain refuses to accept it. And that is my diagnosis or something he says. I forget what the term that they use for it. It's something reality, augmented reality or something. Augmented reality is similar to what we're talking about, but that's kind of done on purpose. This is a mental disorder. Yes. They just believe that this exists and it doesn't. Yeah, so this girl could have been suffering from this disorder. This girl could have had hallucinations from whatever ailed her mother as well. Mm -hmm. And she separated herself from it by creating this alternate reality in her mind. Of her being with her her mother. Of her being with her mother when she was the one that actually had whatever this problem is. Yes, and she was the one wandering. Kind of like... um, Kind of like how uh, 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 people who go through traumas in their life will, will can can change the memory to and cre- hide it yeah. and hide it in their brain and create something else. Like uh, uh, people who've seen a Re- monster it's memory repression. Yeah, yeah, exactly. People who people who were abused by their parents when they were young and don't remember it, and they don't remember it, but they do remember a monster, some type of monster in the dark. And they've replaced, like, their father who was molesting them with With this monster. monster. Yeah. And that's their memory of a monster. But the truth is that they were just so traumatized by what they went through. Their brain had to find a new way of coping with it in order to move on. It's like it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. To function normally without going nuts. Even though it it technically makes you crazy, but you don't know. By our definition, it makes you crazy. That means you're fucking nuts. It makes you crazy to be normal. Yes. It creates a whole alternate version of events in your brain just so that you can live a normal life. Unfortunately, because it's so different, the other parts of your brain can't comprehend it. 
Yeah, and that's when the memories come to the surface because the rest of your brain can't handle simple things. Yeah. You start forgetting how to like pee or something. It's just eventually becomes degenerative. Yeah. Yeah, in some cases, not all cases, but Yeah. That's why people uh older men or older women like my dad, you know, they used to go on these talk shows. My dad touched me when I was when I was young and that's why I have all these problems and people blame them, but really it's kind of sad cuz they had to bury so much stuff that mm-hmm. they started losing functionality in their thoughts. And it's usually always not not all the time, but it's predominantly in the case studies you read, it's usually teens going mm-hmm. through really bad puberty because of yeah. this thing. That's that's one way that's one way where the memories come up is puberty because usually they get molested really young, like three or between three mm-hmm. and eight. And when puberty hits, your hormones go crazy and it messes with your brain anyway. <laughs> the reality of this story. Mm-hmm. This hotel, it usually takes place in Paris, this that's, story. That's if this story happened to begin with. Yes. Let's, for argument's sake, say that this was a true story. This account was true. Yeah. What most likely happened is this was a five-star, or f- I guess by today's standards, it's a four-star okay. hotel. The best possible... Best possible hotel. One of the best hotels um, in Europe, yes. period. Uh the what i dug up was a maid mm-hmm. and her daughter had free room and board at this hotel she worked for free room and board for gotcha. her daughter immigrant woman she dies on the job uh-huh they hide all knowledge of her and kick the girl out pretending they never saw or yeah. heard of her ever and that's one possibility. Another possibility... They died due to some sort of negligence of some sort. Yes. Another possibility is negligence is another. And then the other, again, plausible possibility is this really happened, except the hotel just covered it up yeah. quickly. And the story yeah, I'm reading well, the, here... Both, both of those explanations yeah. kind of go hand yeah. in hand. Like like this maid, may, maybe she was sick for a long time. Yeah. Maybe she was sick for a while and the hotel, um, maybe how for whatever reason, there's something wrong in the hotel that made her sick, and they covered it up. They covered it up just to Another keep people thing, from not wanting to be there. Yeah. Another thing about uh, two other pieces of information about the story: they knew something was up with the hotel, or the mother got sick from the hotel, so they had to cover up her death. So they sent the daughter on a wild goose chase. What year was this? 1889. Supposedly. Uh, They sent the daughter on a wild goose chase for medicine that didn't exist. So they had hours to change the rooms and get rid of the evidence. And then say to the the embassy officials that this girl's out of her mind and crazy and should be committed. And back in 1889, um, mental disorder was considered possession and possession of... A devil of some sort and crazy and or crazy, like fully crazy. So they would just stick them in insane asylums. So that that's really the reality of the situation. If this was such a case, at least in, you know, this is from what I'm reading. Another point. The second point is that the 
mother and daughter could not speak French. And the French doctor and the hotel concierge and manager could not speak English. And that's where the problems arose was the lack of communication. And that's why they covered it up. They didn't want to deal with anything. So what did you find in your... No, nothing. Nothing? No, I was was thinking... Maybe there was some sort of disease in France that we were unaware of in 1989. Oh. And I was going to... So 1889. Look, 1889, yeah. yeah. So I was looking it up. Maybe there was some sort of disease that was yeah, yeah. in the countryside Yeah, or but something. they were coming back from India. Yellow fever was big in North Africa, India, Asian countries. Yeah, but you were also... But we're also saying that maybe... I, I was finding something that, to do with the maid. Even, oh, they wouldn't yeah, have been yeah, coming yeah. back from India. This would have been two people who were there. Yeah. Or then been there for a while, and I was thinking maybe there was some sort of outbreak of something. There was something like, like let's say the Black Death was come back, yeah, not even the come back, but let's just say for example, we had the Black Death in Europe. Okay, now suddenly we're in Romania. They haven't had the Black Death, but suddenly somebody dies from Black Death in a hotel. Cover this shit up because we can't have people thinking that we have the Black Death in our hotel. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Maybe there was some sort of somebody just dies there and the people are going to think, that, oh, my God, the disease is here. Maybe there was some sort of outbreak of something that happened in France, but I can't I don't see anything that may have happened that year to give the hotel reason to cover up other than the fact that somebody died there. But that's see, and that's what's really strange about it, because there had to be a reason. Let's say they did cover it up. There had to be a better reason other than somebody just died in the hotel. Because really, this is 1889. People died all the time. It was during, it was during an event, though. They might have yeah, been holding political people. Possibly. And, you know. But if there was some sort of political event, maybe they thought it might have been an assassination attempt on someone. And That's she possible. died from maybe testing the food. Could be. That's a possibility. Because she, every story has her like falling yeah. ill immediately. Yeah. And if she's dead in a couple of hours, that's bad. Yeah. And if there were, if there's, if it's possible that there were some sort of cure or medicine, royalty or politician oh, yeah. of some sort there in the building, and she may have maybe died from poisoning. Maybe she was the tester. Possible. She was the food tester. Which, but you know, you know what I old profession. You know what intrigues me about all this: the fact that that cover up that it falls into the alternate reality. The fact that they just thought of it that quickly, just pretend. Well, you know, I mean, really, it's eighteen eighty nine, even nineteen ten, even nineteen fifty. How easy is it to just change a record? That's Nowadays, easy. The wallpaper. It's actually easier then, I think, to change wallpaper than it is now. Probably. But I mean, like, it that's ingenuity unlike I've ever it's seen. True. The fact that the room is different, like both looks rooms different. are different. The fact that both rooms look different sounds like an indulgence of the story to me. Well, yeah. But it's very easy to just stick somebody new. She left as soon as maybe as soon as the daughter left. Yeah. She left four or five hours. As soon as the daughter left, the mother, let's say the mother died within a half an hour. Get her stuff out of the room, put somebody else in there. When toss she the comes mother back, in the furnace. Toss the mother in the furnace, exactly. When she comes back, we've never heard of her. End of story. If that causes the daughter to get in trouble. I think that her ending up in a mental hospital over time, 
uh, was just a side effect. I don't think that was the intended. I think they just figured, just say she's lying and let her go. Yeah. Just, she's lying. She's lying. That's it. Cover up. And it's not, because they didn't even get elaborate with the cover up. I, I, I honestly think that the room being different, if this was real. Yeah. The room being different, that's just an indulgence of the story. I think that's just something that happened to make that's the story. too quick. It's a little, yeah, that's a bit much that they would go and change the room because the truth is then these would be the only two rooms on that entire floor that looked that way. You would have had to, I mean, the way they did hotel rooms, every room looks the same. It's just, that's yeah. just how they do them. They all look the same. They don't decorate every single room separately. You know, the, the cost in that alone would be ridiculous. So... Uh, I don't think that the room would have been... Maybe they changed curtains. Yeah. Could have just simply quickly changed the curtains or something. It's possible... That's more, that's more realistic. It's yeah. possible they changed the curtains and the sheets for fear of whatever killed her is on them. And they threw yeah. those in the furnace with the, them. Uh, the so when disease she, factor is exactly. really... That would kind of explain... Yeah. The curtains and the sheets yeah. on the beds are different, maybe. Because they just tossed them out, said whatever killed her might still be in this room. Change the room. Fuck, they could have wiped down the walls, honestly. Think of it this way. If you have a, if you have a dark paint on the wall, let's say it's a painted dark, a And wallpaper color. was not wallpaper like it is today, so it no. actually could have been painted wallpaper, and they could have scrubbed the paint off. Exactly. I mean, they that would have been messy. They could have just washed but... the walls. They could yeah. have been washing the walls and not even change the color, but the truth is you have a dark, like a plum... Yeah. You wet that, it's going to become dark purple. Yeah. yeah it's it is. going to change the color of it slightly if it's wet or if they scrub it or something. It may look different. Some of the paint may peel. You know, some things may scrape. You could get differences in the look of the walls simply because of the way they cleaned it. Hell, maybe they cleaned it so much that the paint came off. They could have used paint remover. <laughs> they could have used some sort of paint remover to take the paint off the wall just to clean the damn room. And that's the type of thing that it's possible could be done in a short amount of time. Yeah. If Especially you get enough if, hotel if, staff in there. If most of the stories corroborate the four-hour mark, mm-hmm. which in all, in all honesty, if you're going from one side of Paris to the other by horse-drawn carriage... It took me 45 minutes to go 10 miles from Manhattan to Queens, and there was not much traffic. Yeah. This is horse-drawn carriage in a much bigger yeah, city. that was a 13-mile drive you just took. Yeah. From Manhattan to here. That's 13 miles or so. Yeah. And that was in a car. That was 45 minutes. 45 minutes. no so. traffic. Exactly. No so, traffic. 45 minutes at about 50 miles an hour. Yeah, give or take. Yeah. 56 So you're thinking horse-drawn carriage, 5 to 10 miles an hour max. Mm-hmm. With no pedestrians, no other horse, no horses yeah. on the streets, plus was, however long it took to get the medicine. Chances are. It was probably all day. It was probably more like 10 to 12 hours that she was gone, more yeah. than likely. When you really think about how far that is and the travel, you know, even if, she, even if they were in a car, even if they were in like an old Model T, which, didn't even, which barely existed at then, even if they were in a car, they still only had a top speed of 10 to 15 miles an hour. Yeah. So you're looking at... More than likely, it's a 10 to 12 hour trip. You know, she might have come back the next fucking day for all you know. Plus, she was hysterical and, you know, could have lost track of time. And yeah, you know, so they had more than ample time. To they cover. Ha- I, I think that's I think that when we break it down, that's the truth. I really think that this woman died of some maybe mysterious, possible mysterious, possibly yeah. negligence of the hotel. 
you know, or possible disease or yeah, or it's possible conspiracy. there was somebody important yeah. in the hotel that they didn't want to spook. Yeah. You know, maybe a French ambassador was staying in the hotel at the time. Yeah, like we said, a lot of the stories are around a big event yeah. happening. If there was some sort of French ambassador staying at the time and they suddenly hear that somebody dies of a mysterious disease in the hotel, that ambassador is being yanked out of that hotel and gone somewhere else. And back then, and uh, they're not prestige was a big thing. That hotel exactly. would have closed up. So that is a reason for your cover-up. There's a reason for your cover-up. And the ease of cover-up is told better by the fact that four hours is really not much time to get across the city. Yeah. France, however far it was. You know, think maybe 10 to 12 hours is probably closer to reality. And they could have easily flipped those two hotel rooms very quickly and stuck somebody else in it. So that when they said, when she comes back, we've never heard of her. We've never seen her. We don't know who she is. This woman is crazy. Get her out of our hotel. Yeah, but that's, that's is, my it story. It could be that simple. That's my story. And I really, I really, that stuck with me up to the point where I chose it for this. If you read on the explanations, which you can find on Snopes.com, mm-hmm. they kind of detail everything I mentioned, that this is a horror trope. It's a horror plot. Yeah. Or a suspense plot that came to be around 1910. And again, if you read through the stories, uh, it popped up in various places without the various places really being able to get to yeah, those to said hear stories. The other stories. Yeah. Corroboration, uh, no real physical proof, but definitely uh, all signs point to this definitely could have happened. And a lot of. Uh, media says based on a true story when they use stories like this. Uh, the last one that I that I read up on was uh, I think it's The Beyond or I forget the name, but it was a 2002 Fox show mm-hmm. that did this and said it was based on a true story. Beyond Belief. There we go. Okay. Yeah. But yes, that is my alternate reality story for alternate realities. I have a story. Oh, yes. Which just as strange... Okay. But more recent. Oh, okay. Quite a bit more recent. Mine was Uh, at the turn of the last century. Yeah. Because this one is the turn of this century, so. No. This is even more recent than the turn of... uh, We were the last turn of last century. This isn't that recent. Okay. It's not that recent. But uh, I heard this story a while ago and always intrigued me. Especially because of how modern day it is. This story takes place in 1954. Yeah, that's a lot more recent. Yeah. <laughs> 1954. So there's actually, there are records somewhere that can corroborate this story. Okay. Okay. It's known best as the man from Torrid. Not Fatty Hot Topic, by the way. No, different Torrid. Right. T-A-U-R-E-D. Okay. Torrid. This man was traveling. He was in Haneda Airport in Tokyo. People going through, for some reason, unknown. Nobody knows why this began. But a businessman in Haneda Airport in Tokyo, 1954. He did something. Somehow he caught the attention of a security guard. Okay. Okay. So he was being suspicious, possibly. But he wasn't really. He was... Dressed in a business suit, he had a 
uh, uh, briefcase. Um, briefcase, or? and he just looked like a guy traveling for business. It's just the middle of a day. It uh, wasn't like, who is this strange Average guy? Well, Joe. Average Joe getting on a plane. Okay. Uh, in the less security conscious days of 1954, he must have done or said something that garnered extra attention. When pressed, he stated that this was just another business trip for him, one of several that he'd made during the course of the year. His native tongue was French, but Japanese was one of numerous languages that he spoke fluently. So there was no language barrier. Yeah, yeah. Okay. fully understood what he was saying, and he understood what they were saying. Concerned about the possibility of facing a trafficker and or a smuggler, the officials began to question the man. When asked where he was from, he casually informed the officials he was from Torrid. Okay? Not familiar with the place, they pressed him for further details. The passenger seemed not only too happy to furnish additional data. Torrid was a nation situated between France and Spain, which had been in existence for a millennia. The simple occurrence of a customs check quickly descended into something resembling a farce as neither side was willing to accept that the other was being anything other than honest. So, he's saying he's from a place called Torrid, which doesn't exist. Okay. They believe he's telling the truth. They actually believed him. But it's not possible, because this place doesn't exist. Just as the customs officials were adamant that no such place existed, the increasing, increasingly irate passenger was insistent that he was correct. He even produced his passport, issued in Tarrant as proof. He has a passport from this country. <laughs> okay. His previous trips to Japan and elsewhere also appeared in his passport, as he claimed. The contents of his wallet had currency from several European nations. In an effort to remove all confusion and expedite matters for them, customs offered their bizarre passenger the chance to indicate where he was from. He pointed to the country we know as Andorra on the map. Faced with the choice of what to do next, customs were at a loss. Nothing like this had happened before, not to them. They invited the man to spend a night at the local hotel while the inquiries took place. He agreed. As a precaution, a pair of armed guards were stationed outside his hotel room. Yeah. Japanese customs still had no idea if this man was who he had claimed to be. The hotel he originally booked a room had no knowledge of a booking in his name. The company he was due to meet with had no idea who the man was or even the company he represented. The bank that issued his checkbook couldn't be found anywhere either. <laughs> Convinced that they had caught a criminal in an act he was yet to perpetrate, Customs ordered the passenger's return for further questioning. However, when his hotel room was open, no trace of the man could be found. One of the two ways out of his room, the lack of a balcony, and a recognized escape attempt ruled out the window. And blah, blah. One of two ways out of his room, the lack of a balcony, and a recognized escape attempt ruled out the window. Okay. Neither guard noticed movement in the room either, and the door was certainly not open all night. Stranger still, all of the man's personal documents, such as his checkbook, passport, and driver's license, had disappeared from the airport's security room. From that day to this, the man from Torrid was never heard from again. A little bit that's not in this article. The part that really makes it strange, because otherwise it just seems like a case of bad forgery. Yeah. Like, catch me if you can. Yeah. The fact is, his passport showed multiple trips through that airport over the past few months. 
So his passport had been stamped in Tokyo and other, other European countries recently. So it's a passport he's used in the past and had no problem getting through security with it. Up until this one point. Up until this one point. And that's what the strangest part of it is. We have an official document here that's been checked by multiple security including the same places, airport that including he's at the now. same airport he's at now. That's People have seen it, stamped it and let him through and never had a problem before. All of a sudden now he's at this airport, and he's meeting this one guard and all this shit happens to a point where your country doesn't exist. The money that your bank, the, the bank that your money comes from, doesn't exist. None of this exists. You don't exist. But we don't believe he's lying exactly. Something about him and his story just seemed genuine to them. So they didn't arrest him. They just held him. Said, "Let's investigate this." They think he's a he's a criminal, but they're not sure. And I always thought this was such a strange story. How did he get there, though? He was just walking through the airport. Somehow he caught the attention of a, of a guard. There's no explanation as to why the guard suddenly averted his attention toward him, but it did. Hmm. So, could it be possible the guard just sensed? Like That's maybe, what I was thinking. Like, there was maybe a reality ripple around him. <laughs> Not physically, if but... I just knew something was off. Yeah, there's something about this guy that's just rubbing me the wrong way. I don't like the way he looks. I don't like any of it. Something. Something about him. That's really strange. You that know, is a good story. I've never heard of him or the company he's representing. That's what's really funny. He was able to name people he was having a meeting with, and they contacted those people, and they said, we've never heard of him or... The company he's coming from. He could have been an assassin. It's possible. They go through a lot of uh, fake passports. That gets stamped. Mm. He claimed his country was located... Uh, he, insisting he'd nev- they'd never heard of Andorra and that Tar had existed for a thousand years, he said. And it was a thousand-year-old monarch or whatever the fuck it was, you know? Uh, he claimed that he was in Japan on business, something he'd been doing for the past five years. His passport seemed to back up his story as it was here. Finally, uh, I told you I found it. As he carried with him legal currency from several European countries, his covered in previous stamps, previous customs and visa stamps mm-hmm. over the past five years. Not year, okay. but he even had a driver's license issued by the mysterious country and a checkbook containing checks from an unknown bank. The driver's license seals the deal for me. (laughs) Driver's license and a passport from this country. Those are easy to forge, though, but still. But why make up a place? Why make up a country? Exactly. Why make up this place called Torah, which is actually... Torrid, which is actually the country Andorra. The principality of Andorra. Very, very strange. Yeah. Uh, He vanished... My only reality situation there is either he was a killer Mm -hmm. or... Just someone who was trying to get off on making a fake passport. Yeah. I don't know. It's possible he he forged all of the stamps. Um, a lot mm-hmm. easier back then, even though it was harder. Same you know what? thing as the changing the room. Going down that line, going down that train of thought that he's a criminal. Yeah. 
maybe he created this country because he didn't know another how another country created their passports. He only knew what Japan, the Japanese passport looked like, or the maybe French passport looked there, like, yeah. and he was unable to reproduce the passports he knew. So he created a new one and forged the stamps and visa, forged all of that, thinking that if he got up to customs, they would see this as a used passport and wouldn't notice the name. But they would notice, say, if it was France, they would notice the inconsistencies in the passport. They figure maybe he thought maybe if it was uh, from a country they'd never heard of before, well, maybe that's just what this passport looks like. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, uh, forging was hard because you the equipment necessary was probably really difficult to obtain but if you had said equipment it was probably extremely easy cuz no well, one would know the difference well, it all depends because security security wasn't what it is today like today it's ridiculously hard to forge that but yeah. back then a driver's license was a piece of paper under laminate yeah that's true you know this was a piece of paper that they Plus, handed probably you probably no pictures the well they had the passport possible. had picture yeah you know, driver's license was just this piece of paper that they handed you look like a library card. So a lot of these things could have been easy to forge. Yeah. But I like thinking that I like the whole mystery behind it, the fact that he could have been from just a different version of Earth. Yeah. And that's the thing, the money he has and all these strange things that he has that he insisted and then the next morning he disappeared. Yeah. Which lends to both theories that yeah. maybe he blinked back into his reality. And that's why or, I think it stays in the gray. Yeah. Or he was a criminal, which means, fuck, I got I to gotta book out of here. Yeah. I got to get the hell out of but here. But the thing is, if he booked out of here, how did he get all the shit from the airport? Criminal. Eh, criminal element okay. could have, depends what type of criminal he was. Like you said, if he was, if he was an assassin. Oh, yeah, if he was an assassin. If he was an assassin, this is the type of person who knows how to sneak around. But That's why true. would an assassin go back for go shit. as far, not for not even go back for a shit? Why would an assassin make a stupid mistake like change, like creating a country that doesn't exist? That's what's strange. That's more of a criminal thing. Yeah, that's a dumb criminal thing. Yeah, but you dumb know? criminals didn't forge. Uh, let's see. They were two immigration officials stood outside his hotel door until morning. It was then that they discovered the mystery man vanished without a trace. The only possible exit was a window with no ledge, 15 stories above a busy street. Oh, man. They came up empty-handed. Hopefully, he was really from a parallel Earth, and he was able to find a way back to the comforts of his home in Torrid. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. Very weird story. Could be passed off as just criminal. Yeah. This is some high, very good criminal at what he did, and... You know, or maybe a very dumb criminal who got lucky and got out without anybody noticing. Maybe one of the guards went to take a piss and he yeah. snuck out at that moment. Tiptoe in, tiptoe out. Yeah. Like you know, the cat one would say. It's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> There's two more stories I wanted to get at which are very similar to this. More from his point of view, it would be, though. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Carol Chase McElhenney. In 2006, very recent. Yeah, that uh, breaks that whole uh, turn of the century thing. Yes. (laughs) 
Carol Chase McElhaney was driving from Paris, California back to her home in San Bernardino. She claims she decided to stop her in her hometown of Riverside. I know Riverside. So do I. That's where, uh, that's where uh, Nicole lives. Hmm. Well, maybe she's heard of this then. So yes, in March of 2006, uh, Carol Chase McElhaney was driving, to San, driving through San Bernardino, California to spend a few days at a sheepdog trial in Paris, California. A sheepdog trial? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that already sounds suspicious. <laughs> Never heard of that. As she topped the hill south of the city, she saw a road sign for nearby Riverside. Her family roots were put down in Riverside in the early 1800s, and she wanted to visit her hometown. Such as her old house and her grandparents buried in the cemetery, so she wanted to check them out, yeah. I've been going to Riverside since I was a baby. I'm real familiar with the city. I know my way around. I know where my grandmother lived. I've been to the cemetery. I knew where I was going, she says. She thought of visiting her grandparents' graves. A chill ran through her. Just as I decided to visit the cemetery, a huge blast of cigar scent entered my car. It was pouring rain out, and I had my windows rolled up. My grandpa smoked cigars, and he died when I was five, and that's all I remember about him. Okay. Just as quickly as the smell floated through the car, it was gone. She drove past Riverside and on to Paris, where she checked into a hotel and attended the dog show. The next day, uh, she attended the first sheepdog trial, then drove to Riverside. She didn't like what she saw. I could not find anything familiar. I used to live there after college. Her street wasn't the same, it was just wrong. The bungalows with small yards looked the same age as her old house, and the numbers were right, but her house wasn't there. I could not find my old place, she said. I thought they could... I thought they couldn't have torn down the house and built another house in that 1920s style to fit into the architecture. None of the houses look familiar. They all look different. Then she drove to the street where her grandmother once lived, stopped the car, and looked around in amazement. It was totally different. None of the houses were anything like I remembered. No tall trees. Her house wasn't there. The numbers were in the same range, but the houses were all new. Grandma's house and my aunt and uncle's house next door were gone. All the homes on what should have been her grandmother's street were modern ranch-style houses lined by bushes. All right. Nothing like her grandmother's big Tudor home with towering eucalyptus trees in the yard. It was just gone. So everything was completely changed. But the streets were the same. Not the names. The names were different. The actual direction was, was the, same. the same. Okay. So was the cemetery. The cemetery my grandparents were buried was just not there. I drove around the block where it was supposed to be, and it was just fenced off with weeds inside. No gate, no driveway, or anything. So now an entire cemetery is missing. Confused, she pulled away from the empty lot to see if she could find anything familiar. She did. She recognized Riverside City College and Central Middle School. Some of the other stuff was right. The college looked right. The middle school looked right. Then she pulled onto University Avenue. Things were markedly different. University Avenue was a main drag and there were scary looking people, so I got out of there. I looked for the Mission Inn and it wasn't there. University Avenue, once home to restaurants, insurance companies, banks, and motels, was now completely ghetto. As in her words, completely okay. ghetto. It was all graffitied up and deserted, to the point she was afraid to stop and ask directions. 
It was on University Avenue she realized something otherworldly was happening to her. The thing that occurred to me is if I got out of my car, something weird would happen. I thought if I talked to someone, I'd be forever caught in this weird version of the other Riverside, or that they weren't going to be human. The more places I tried to recognize, nothing matched up, nothing looked familiar. After a couple of agonizingly frustrating hours... Hours? Hours. All right. She turned the car around and went back to Paris, where everything was normal. I was afraid I'd go back and the hotel wouldn't be there or my key wouldn't fit. But everything was as it should have been. A few years later, her father died and was to be buried in the same cemetery as her grandparents. The cemetery she saw as an empty, fenced-off, weedy lot. It was back to what I remembered. He was buried next to my grandparents. The rest of the city looked like it did when I lived there after college in the 70s. My cousin was there, and she said her house and grandma's house were still there. University Avenue was normal-looking, and the Mission Inn was there. We had lunch there. I felt comfortable. I didn't go back to the other areas to check them, but I knew they would be okay. Another one, Lorena Garcia. In 2008. Again, a lot closer. Mm -hmm. A well-educated 41-year-old woman named Lorena Garcia woke up in her bed on what seemed like an ordinary day. However, as she went on with her normal routine, she claimed she found small details that seemed peculiar. Okay. Now, this is kind of... Can you imagine that this is what the man from Torrid was experiencing? Like I said, this is... is his perspective? Very similar story, but this would be like... What his opposite one, reaction? Yeah, yeah. What is it like for him? Imagine walking around this Tokyo airport and everything seems a little strange to you. And then they pick you out of a crowd for no reason. Yes. For example, her sheets and pajamas were different from what she remembered wearing to bed. She woke up in a different body almost. <laughs> she resolved to brush off this curiosity and drive to her place of work, where she had been employed been employed for twenty years. However, arriving at her department, she realized she, it wasn't actually her department, despite being in its usual location on the floor. She decided that something weird was going on. She returned home only to find the man from whom she says she had separated six months before, acting like the separation had never taken place. Her ex-boyfriend is, is in the house. All right. Her new lover, whom she claimed she had been seeing for four months, was nowhere to be found. Even after hiring a private detective, his whereabouts remained unknown. Hmm. There was no trace of him in his alleged residence, nor any trace of his family. While it seems likely that Garcia's perceptions are the result of some neurological malfunction, she believes she woke up in a parallel universe. Unfortunately for the alleged dimension, dimensional time traveler, Garcia has not been able to return to her normal universe, leaving her stuck in a dimension where she doesn't belong with a boyfriend she can't get rid of. <laughs> Very humorous way of looking at it, but this woman, apparently, still to this day, claims this is not her world. She's still here. Man. That's... That's way out there. Yeah. Now that... That sounds like that disorder where she created an alternate reality. Yeah. And she swears this happened, but it's not. Didn't have, None of it happened. Her whole life is We different. could say the same thing from Man from Tord, but he... He disappeared. He disappeared, yeah. Yeah, he disappeared, and so did that other woman. She left Riverside, and when she came back years later, Riverside was back the way she remembers it. Mm. Another Silent Hill uh, possibility. Yeah. That's definitely it's, a Silent Hill sounding yeah. thing. If, she, if everything was completely different, like, there's really no explanation for all that. No. 
at all. Buildings were abandoned. Things were graffitied. And, and ghettoed. And ghettoed, yes. There was graffiti and things were noticeably disheveled. Yeah, definitely futuristic. It almost, uh, it, that's kind of what it almost sounds like she slipped into a parallel dimension or, a t- or she time traveled. Maybe she forward. traveled to a future point where the whole city is different. Maybe 200 years in the future. Buildings have been torn down, rebuilt, everything. Everything's a little bit different. But now it's just... And it's cemeteries shitty. don't matter. Cemeteries don't matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they moved it. And they, it's possible, Maybe yeah. they moved the cemetery so that they could shoot Poltergeist 4. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, it's possible they moved the cemetery. You mean the remake of Part 4? Yes. <laughs> I like what's really weird is the people. The fact that the people didn't seem human to her. Yeah, that was uh, the sinister ones. Yes. Yeah. The sinister Riverside, as she as she called it. Very strange. That really adds the cherry on top yeah. of the story. In my I opinion. can see how I can I can see where she would get that idea too. Where if I interacted with anything in that area, I might be stuck there. Kind of like that that butterfly effect thing, yeah. where you change something and everything goes ripples. Yeah, yeah, it ripples. It ripples out. You know, like like right now she's just an observer in this town, but until she starts interacting with it. She stays an observer. Once she interacts, that's it. She's part of it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pedro Olivar Ramirez, around 11 p.m. on November 9th, 1986, claims he was driving from Seville, Spain, to the town of Alcala de Guadaira. I, I pronounced that well. De well. Unless a Spanish guy tells me, no, you didn't. <laughs> that was wrong. Where's Louis? <laughs> yeah, right. Being no stranger to this trek came to him as a shock when he allegedly went around a curve and found himself driving on an unfamiliar straight six-lane highway. He was surrounded by foreign structures and bizarre terrain. He felt a sensation of heat while a chorus of voices rang out in the distance. All right. One voice stood out among the others, telling him that he had just been teleported to another dimension. The cars around him, which passed at intervals of exactly eight minutes were outdated and either white or beige with dark, narrow rectangles for license plates. After about an hour of confused driving, Ramirez found a turnoff to his left where signs still stood pointing to Alcaba, Malaga, and Seville. Ramirez began driving towards Seville, but when he stopped, he was astonished to find he was looking at his home in Alcala de Guadaira. When he retraced his steps, he could not locate the crossroads, the road sign, or the six-lane highway again. This man just drove through the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> that would be the... Cars no, passing, Silent Hill. Cars passing him at intervals of eight minutes. It sounds like he was stuck in a loop. Yeah. That's why I say the Matrix. Mm-hmm. He was stuck in some... Repeating... Something loop, for yeah. an hour. And he heard voices that told him, you're in an alternate dimension. See, that's the that's the tricky part there, because how did they know? Well, where were the voices coming from? The sky. This guy comes off more as crazy. Yeah. Sounds like he fell asleep behind the wheel, had a crazy fucking dream, 
and woke got up. lucky enough not to hit anybody because he was on a straight road. Fell asleep for 10 seconds. Had himself a long, crazy micro fucking nap, dream. Yeah, yeah a little micro nap. Had a crazy ass dream. Because that's how, how many times you do that. You sit down, fall asleep. Couple of maybe a minute, you fall asleep, and you go through a whole world of dreams. Because you, all your you, thoughts in yeah, one shot, you yeah. instantly, instantly clicked into uh, REM sleep, and had a dream, and you wake up and you feel like you've been asleep for hours. Because you know you knew you fell asleep. Yeah. Maybe this guy fell asleep, turns yeah. around, all of it's gone. Didn't realize you fell asleep. Like if I if I were to lay down on your couch right now, uh, that would prob- happen to me. Probably. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's that borders on the uh, the nuts, the nuts. Yeah, thing. I was sold until I the voices with <laughs> the, the voices, the choir dimension thing. I was like, telling yeah. him you're in an alternate dimension is a bit much. Yeah, that's a bit much. There's one little thing I want to discuss. There's a segment in VHS Viral mm-hmm. where the scientist opens, he creates a machine that opens a door to. An alternate dimension. Okay. And it's called Monsters Like Us. Yeah. And the two, he sees his doppelganger, and they both look normal, but the one, the world of the other one is so horrific, even though mm-hmm. it all looks the same. Like the Riverside story. Yeah. A sinister version. Yeah. Kind of like what this show is. Let's pull it in. Kind of like what this show is to the other one. The evil twin. Yeah. But yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to have to go with the crazy on that story. That last one? Yeah. yeah. I, I think that guy just had a crazy dream or something. Or maybe he's just making it up. Yeah. Who knows? Although, Why would you make it although up, Although time slips do happen. Yes, but that's a bit... That's Yeah, that's... That's a top. little bit out there. That's yeah. a little bit out there. Some of these stories, they definitely... <laughs> they yeah. get very strange. And that other girl's story, very similar to it as well. I want to know what happened to her. Yeah. The girl who's yeah. still living in this reality. We'll find her somewhere. You know? Like that girl. Like the girl in uh, uh, in the hotel. She spent the rest of her days in a hospital. Yeah, she did. Because she's crazy. Is this girl locked up too? Did anybody call her nuts? Uh, I'd assume so. Because that's what she purportedly died from. So, well, that's her. I'm talking about this other one. Oh, Ooh. oh, the the other. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, uh, Lorena Garcia, who went back, found her ex boyfriend still living there. Her current boyfriend doesn't exist anymore. Her job is not where it was, and she's still in this world that she doesn't recognize. This woman literally woke up in somebody else's back, yeah. somebody else's body. In the uh, and she woke up, she woke up in almost her doppelganger's life. What about that? I don't know. Maybe her doppelganger. There's two of her. Yeah, maybe her doppelganger succeeded in taking over her life, and switched. Swapped. Pulled the switch. Pulled that switcheroo. Doppelgangers are creepy, man. Yeah, I'd have to say so. Doppelgangers are really creepy. We'll leave that for another time. Yeah, but nonetheless. That is a crazy, crazy, crazy story. Nah, well, that's our alternate reality discussion <laughs> for the day. Now that our crazy stories have been told, yeah. Alternate realities are scary places because you don't know what's real and you don't know what's fake. 
Mm-hmm. And hopefully you don't have that disease that we haven't looked up yet right. at this point. And uh, schizophrenia is the closest thing I got. Yeah, schizophrenia is close to it, but it's it's that's more of a... That's more that's along a stress the lines related of and possible genetic identity yeah. disorder is more what schizophrenia is part of. The it, massive delusion where you believe it's real and it won't break. That's more of a psychotic episode, but yeah. it's still there's got to be a name for it. Yeah, it's, it's what I've seen so far is it's dementia is probably the closest thing mental to mental divergence where your brain creates this alternate reality. It's another form of what we discussed earlier with the framing your uh, emotional, framing your memories. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Changing your, your brain creates this alternate reality to deal with actual reality. But the thing is, the, the disorder we're talking about now, I don't think you can come out of it. I think you got it for no, good. No, that's it. Yeah. These people, a lot of these stories, that's that. No. No. I don't think these people had that problem. I think that one woman did. I think that one woman does. The one who says Riverside? she's still living. Oh, the, oh. the uh, Garcia. I think she's still living. She's living in this world that she says is not hers. She may have. There's mm-hmm. a possibility. Maybe there's a possibility that the person she's with, this okay, person, theoretically, yes. theoretically, this person that she lives with, that she believes is her ex. All right. Uh and that new person she's been dating are the same person. Mm, it's possible. And maybe that um maybe that person that she believes she broke up with, maybe he maybe he he hurt her, maybe he abused her. Possibly he attacked her one night. Okay. And she who buried knows, it. he might have raped her. Who knows? He could have come home one night, attacked her and raped her. And she buried it in her brain. And her brain associated this him the next morning with an entirely new person. Yeah. That is, created uh, a new identity for him because her brain can't handle the fact that the person that she's the closest to is the person that's hurt her the most. So erase that memory. Erase okay. that painful memory and create a new one. Yeah, but, but the problem is then you change goes, everything else yeah. too. That's the thing. See, that's that's part of it too, though. In the morning, she wakes up with different clothes on than she did when and she went works to bed. And it works, and and that's what that's what doesn't make sense. I mean, she scientifically, you can explain it still because it rewires, just like I said with puberty, it rewires everything. So might have caught yeah, a couple. Yeah, the job of, is the part that doesn't mesh because it has nothing to do with the memory of it. It's something she's been working if she's been working there for a long time. 20 years. Yeah. It wouldn't have changed. No. The thing, though, is if she woke up in different clothes than she recalls going to sleep in, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a possibility that that was the night that she blacked out. And maybe last night is what she's been erasing from her mind. Mm, so she would be. She would have gotten she, changed. Yeah, already. there's more to the night that she's not remembering. She changed her clothes. She went to sleep. Maybe she spent the last two months in a hospital. Yeah, that's possible. That's the only thing I hate about stories like this is there's so many holes. Yeah, but that's they can only give you so much. Yeah, but that's yeah. why I like talking about it because like you can just discuss all the possibilities mm-hmm. without going too overboard. Yeah. There's also the possibility. That she has, I mean, this is extremely rare. 
but that um, she's what she had in fifty what she had in fifty first dates, where every day she wakes up. Yeah, she that has no, that's a that's a real amnesia. Yes, that that twenty four. Like whenever you go to sleep, your brain is incapable of turning recent memories into distant memories. Now, what is what is that? I'm not, I know I'm not using the the right terms for it. Your brain. There's two different parts of your brain that handle memories. One of them is. Is is uh, uh, the right side rots with Alzheimer's? That's the one that goes first usually. Yeah, and that's your new. That's it's killing your, me that I can't think of. It's killing me I can't think of these words. Um, it attacks the synapses, and then it, the electrons mm-hmm. don't fire off, and you can't remember anything past like a couple of minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 like how they tell you to if you have if you're studying for an exam, study for it immediately before you go to sleep. So I this like way, cramming. Cramming works for me. Yeah. Because everything you remembered, everything you worked on right before you went to sleep, throughout the course of the night in your sleep, becomes memory. Yeah. It stores it in a different part of your brain. Okay? And it's the most recent thing right before you went to sleep, right before it switched into the past. That's why people tend to have dreams about what they were just thinking of. Yes. And whether it's... uh, Sex or stress or happy times or mm-hmm. vice for anything you can think of, yeah. Yeah, you tend to dream about what you last thought of most yeah. of the so time. So you have the memory that exists now in our right now our conversation. Tomorrow this will be a distant memory and yes. a di- and a stored in a different part of our brain now. So that this way, it's almost like it's almost like your your computer's RAM. Yeah. That's how your brain is kind of working, like the RAM of a computer. This is its current operation here, and this is what it's doing. And it's got all this information that's building and building to keep it moving until you hit save. My brain needs liquid cooling right now. <laughs> that's how overdrived it is. It's trying to shut down, and I'm like, no. Yep. No, sir. <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you find yourself in an alternate reality, yeah. turn around and go back the way you came. Because uh, you might get stuck there. Yeah. Like the Twilight Zone. I don't even know if they... Did they even do something like that? Oh, they did. There was a couple of them. Well, besides the pig face one, that's a good alternate reality episode. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. No, there was one... Where one, the... What, if for those of you that not... Real quick, one, for those of you not realizing what I'm talking about, there was an episode of The Twilight Zone where this beautiful model mm-hmm. gets plastic surgery and she goes under uh, anesthesia and she wakes up and she's beautiful and a model and everybody has this like clay pig face and they're all hideous. Yeah. But that's normal to them. So mm-hmm. she's the monster. So her looking like, like a normal person. Is she's her being monster. a monster. Yeah, she's deformed. Yeah. But, but then in uh, the end, no, wasn't was, it just that she died from the anesthesia or whatever? No, or? She, she ran. Oh, she ran? She ran and they put her in essentially a leper colony for mm. other people like herself. Uh, there was an episode where it started with this businessman. Calls his secretary. Ah, blah, blah, blah. We got this to do. We got that to do. And he turns or he hangs up the phone and he hears a sound behind him. Somebody yells, cut. And he turns around. And there's an entire film crew standing behind him. Oh, and it's a movie? His whole life, he's a character in a movie. And he doesn't realize it. They yell, cut. And they think he's the, and he's the actor now. But no. 
I'm whatever Jameson John Johnson. Yeah, I'm J. Jonah Jameson. What do you know? You're J.K. Simmons. <laughs> you know, something like yeah. that. And he's running around looking for his wife and it's his act the actor's wife and the directors they you know and they think he's they think he's back on the wagon and he's alcoholic and he's drinking again wow. and that's how they pass it off as but he he's this was my life and eventually in the end he goes back in to the room somehow and everything just goes right back to normal and he goes back to being the character in the story that's cool yeah there's also the doppelganger one with the guy which one? Is it the one where he's playing pool at the end. Where he's playing pool at the end. Yeah, he has a doppelganger following him saying it's him. And he clears out his bank account. And he's like, yeah, this guy, he keeps saying he's me. At the end, like the doppelganger says, I'm the real guy. This guy is nuts. And they take the guy away. And then his secretary or something thinks the doppelganger's him. And she's like, man, who was that guy if it's not you? And he goes, I don't know. And you see this, the look on his face like he no-sells it. And you're just like... That was the Twilight Zone? Yeah. I don't know that story. Yeah, it's a doppelganger story. The, the doppelganger Twilight Zone episode I know is uh, the woman in the bus stop. No, the she's doppelganger the- one is... There's one where it's a clone, like an identical of him, a doppelganger. I've never heard of that. Yeah. And I watch Twilight Zone all the time. Yeah, I could have swore it was Twilight Zone. It's not Night Gallery because it was in black and white. No, I don't think it was. Huh. I'm going to have to look that up. I don't know yeah. that episode. The Twilight Zone that I know is uh, there's a woman waiting at a bus stop, and the bus is late, and they don't know where it is. So she goes up to the, she goes up to the teller, asks him, when is it? Is the bus coming? Is it running late? And he says to her, listen, lady, the information I have is the same as the information I gave you when you asked 15 minutes ago and 15 minutes before that and 15 minutes before that. It hasn't changed. What do you mean? I've, this is my first time up here. No, it's not. She looks behind the counter and there's a bag there that looks just like hers. And she says to him, I have a bag just like that. And she turns around and her bag is gone. And he says, lady, it's your bag. You gave it to me 10 minutes ago. Whoa, wait a minute. And now, eventually the bag comes out of there again. She goes into the bathroom, and she sees in the... And as the bathroom door opens, there's a mirror there when she steps in, and she sees herself sitting in the, Oh, man, that's fucking oh, creepy. It's creepy as hell. She sees herself sitting there. She turns and screams, you know? Um, this happens a couple of times. Eventually, this guy comes into the place and he's like something strange about her let me help this woman she's obviously having some sort of nervous breakdown or something yeah you know um so the her and the doppelganger just basically keep crossing paths okay until eventually like they take her away like the police come and they take they put her in the car and oh my god like this woman's nuts we go back in and we follow the guy in and he's talking to the to the ticket teller and he says that's really really weird you know some i don't know i hope she's gonna be okay you know blah you know something happens he turns around he sees a man run out the front door he chases the guy out the door and we get this awesome shot of him running and then the other one comes into frame and it's his doppelganger like he's chasing this he sees this i gotta watch that one very very weird awesome episode so creepy yeah. 
So. That gave me chills just thinking about <laughs> it. I'm not a, I'm not huge into doppelgangers, but just I am. That I am. That I is love awesome. Doppelganger stories. There's that one Lena Headey movie that I love. Which um, one? The Broken. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Love that movie. It's so yeah. creepy. I, I bought that whole films to die for season just for that one episode, just for that one movie. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I think we're going to call this a day. That's all we have for this week. Our first inaugural episode of What Lurks on Channel X. I think this is good. And next time, we'll try Channel 5 and see what ha- what it has in store for us there. Channel 5? Yeah. On the dial that I just made up. I, I see. Know. I'm just trying to come up with something. You're getting delirious now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening to our inaugural episode of What Lurks on Channel X. We're uh, going to close the show today with a track from musician David Catalano's group, Without You, I'm Hunting Them. Our opening theme is also a track from this group. We'll be featuring music from them regularly on the show, and uh, we want to thank them for letting us use it. Without You, I'm Hunting Them's music is available for purchase at wekeepoddhours.bandcamp.com. You can also check them out on Facebook and YouTube, and uh, I'll have links in the show notes as well for them. The track you're hearing now is called Dance With Me Before I'm Dust, off of the Accents of the Rarest Culture album. So check them out. We'll see you guys next time. And keep the light on.